As far as other uh, championships go, uh, we have, of course, the, the Hard Knocks Championship. Uh, we have the Tag Champions, uh, Tag Championships, I should say. Um, what was uh, the thinking behind the, the Hard Knocks Championship, Bedlam, uh, when that got involved? And would you have gone a bit further with it uh, as far as hardcore wrestling? Do you think? Yeah, I think the, 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 the reason behind it was simple. Steve had a belt. And um, when we moved to Limerick, I was like, can I use the belt? Can we put that on our show? And can we can we put it on Session Matt Martina? And he was like, Yes. So I was like, Okay. So that was that was that was that basically. Um and I think that she had a couple of banger matches in it. Jay Money mm-hmm. was the catalyst for it though. His yeah. me and him we sat down on, on the Grand Canal dock uh um Esplanade a couple of times over the last six, seven months, maybe at lunch every week or every second week and we and we'd book what type of matches we'd have. I'd have an idea and he'd go with it or he'd have an idea and I'd expand and I'd like the fifty first dates match. Mm-hmm. Like that was my idea, mm-hmm. but yeah. the, the way they, they himself and Danny Cross uh of the worker from their own chairs. Yeah. Do you know God. what I mean? I mean that was he's a fucking genius like dude yeah. so some of the that, matches like, he's been involved in have been some of the Oh, it's outstanding. Oh, no, obscure obscure bangers, yeah. like over the last year. I think that's what was so good about that belt was it really yeah. allowed him to showcase his Absolutely. creativity and how much different he could bring to the table. And Absolutely. anytime I had to announce him in any way and he was like, here's what I want you to do, I was like, this is great. Fact. I love yeah. this. Absolutely, yeah. And then the plan was, sorry, sorry, I dropped my ring. The plan was to... Um, Super Bowl ring. Yes, it's uh, The plan was to um, start up a new brand, Phoenix Extreme. Mm-hmm. And the plan was to, to put the Hard Knocks belt as that main belt. And the plan was to bring in another belt, the Verminial belt, which is the Red Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would have been a kind of a cruiserweight um, type of scenario, but there would have been only pinfalls or submission. There would have been okay. no rules as such, but it would have been very much high octane, fast paced. It would have been like Matt Schuyler would have been in there. Um, Reardon O'Connor would have been in there. Martin Steers would have been in there. Fabio, Justin Daniels, that type of clang. That was the kind of rest that they're the type of people I wanted in there. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of smaller guys, but the smaller guys that are murdered in a second, yeah. Uh, and and be able to be able to do high flying, but also serious wrestling and dragging a few weapons and all that. Because that was my vision for the Vermilion belt. But the Hard Knocks belt was originally going to go to be the main belt on, um, on that show, and I had some I had some pretty cool plans booked for that as well. Um, I had I had some really cool wrestlers involved in it. I had. Um, DCT obviously Rory Coyle um, Luke King Sharp was coming back mm. I had um, Dan Maloney booked for um, against uh, we were going to do Dan Maloney as well in, in, in the second match the second show against probably Owen Richards in a kind of a that would have been a serious yeah. ser- that would have been a serious hard hitting match um, Gene Money was booked for it so should I will we won't get to do um, I, I won't be doing an extreme gimmick uh, an extreme show in, in, in with RCW um, that was just something that we were doing, going to do at the time. Segway away from one product and trying to have two products and blah blah blah. Mm. But do you know what? Possibly an example of Billy Bedlam's thoughts escalating away. From no, there you go. That, that, <laughs> the, 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 you know what I mean? That's that's like it's that's a, that that would have been a lot for, yeah. to be taking on, and then mm. trying to be doing two brands and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean that was the original plan, and I think Session Matt did a great job with Jay Money to uh, to establish the hard knocks belt, yeah. and then I think Jay Money brought it on to a new level. So look um, how far the whole thing got without going down that avenue of uh, 
you know, throwing fucking literal, literal kitchen sinks at people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Whereas before that was like the go-to, that was what was expected all the time. Yeah. Well, I think wrestling has evolved even, like I'm, I was never a death match wrestler and yeah. a fan of being a never fucking death match wrestler, but I was never a death match wrestling fan. I do like the Attitude Era and that's the that was the whole premise for Phoenix Extreme where I was going to um, go down the Attitude Era where mm. they were going to be a little bit more funky than I'm going to murder you, but they would have still been there would still be hardcore rules but you know Shinna will and that's not the way it's happened so yeah, sure look. it was uh, some amazing moments and some really great yeah. stuff so it's all positive in that regard uh, when it came to the, the tag champions we had uh, Saves Your Destiny mm-hmm. um, but I mean the tag division in Phoenix from the very beginning was always very very stacked uh, what was the, the thinking behind the, the tag championships as far as uh, Winton introducing was there ever a plan to bring them in earlier or was it always kind of down the road? No, it was earlier. Um, COVID got in the way. I had a mm. tournament booked actually in. Um, I had a tournament booked for. It was going to be in Limerick, mm. and we were going to do a, just a tag tournament one night. We did had, you have the tag belts like before the? No, no. Yeah, that's no. The, I had them for a while, didn't we? I had them for a while, but I didn't have this. I'm. I probably got the tag belts during year two of COVID. Yeah. Whereas. I remember we had them in we the had them for ages. a while. Yeah, we had them for ages, but we, we still had them. We, we had, had one. <laughs> we only had one. So I got one as a tester, and then the other one fucking didn't show up again on time like the fucking Empress belt. But we decided, and in rightly so, we decided not to pull the trigger on, on that particular night. There's a goddamn horsefly flying around the podcast studio right now. Like, if you hear any buzzing, annoying. don't blame my fucking editing. It's a fly, sir. But um, I, originally had the, I originally had the belts for a, a show in... Um, in Dolan's warehouse where we were going to do one a one and done show um, however there was a large portion of those people had been cancelled by now so um, the way it worked out was perfect and um, we're delighted to have um, we're delighted to have the Saviors of Destiny as our forever champions so sure. I'm sure that that belt will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, one yeah, night stand. You were so close. It was just a, a, if a, only a we could have made it for Christmas. If only we could have made it for Christmas. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. It, it does look good on Owen Richards' uh, mantelpiece, and it good looks good on Andy yeah. Steele's mantelpiece as well. And a big shout out to Andy as well. Um, an absolute they're, gem. They're class. They're class. An absolute gem. I mean, Dean, you were a fixture in the in the tag division of Phoenix with a load of different matchups and teams. Mm. What did the tag team wrestling mean to you in Phoenix? Or would you, would you like to speak it, or would I like to play your message? Um. <laughs> I don't think message. I play the message play and then we'll come let, back to this. I don't know what I said or not. <laughs> and let me preface recorded. this like every other message. This was recorded. I was sitting on a tree in the park thinking, oh, wrestling's done. There's no more wrestling in Cork. So if this is any bit somber, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Right? Everything's good now. You should argue with yourself. The future. Listen, Dino, right? Dino Power here with take 279 for Tom's podcast. And I'm on take 279 because I keep fucking this up and having to start over because I really, really, really do not know what to say. Because none of us were expecting to say goodbye now, you know. But all good things must come to an end. And the main thing that's sticking in my head now is gratitude. Massive, massive thanks are owed to so many people. And I want to start with the main man, Cameron Lynch, Billy Bedlam. I was in a pretty shit place a few years ago and Billy reached out to me and we met up. And it wasn't even about wrestling. We just had a chat about life and, you know, the future and the way things were going. And he kind of brought me back into the loop, you know, not even in a wrestling sense, but just get back around my friends and my family, you know, because that's what it is. That's what Phoenix always was, was a family. He's always been a huge backer of me and he's always fully believed in me. So I can't honestly say I'll be where I am right now, maybe without Billy Bedlam, you know. So a big fucking thank you to you, Beds. 
want to give a shout out to Butch and CBL for going all night long. I want to say thanks to Corporate Keen for being our biggest fan, even though we forced it upon him. I want to thank Foxy for being a good sport and letting us dance all over him when, uh, you know, he's probably got better things to be doing. I don't know. I'll be here all day if I just keep thanking people, but I want to say I am incredibly, incredibly grateful to everybody who was involved in any capacity, small or big, from Cookie Lady all the way up to Billy Bedlam himself. You know, like, to get the opportunity to wrestle in Cork, often in front of a lot of my friends and family, means the world to me. Like, it means the world to me. And when the news broke that Phoenix was closing down, I gotta say, the first thing I felt was not fair. Because I know what we're dealing with down here in Cork and Limerick, all over Munster, this whole scene that's been built in the last few years, the people involved, the wrestlers, we're all hungry and there's plenty to eat. So I have absolutely no worries that whatever the future brings, we are all going to kill it. Because we are Phoenix and that's what we do. What a load of shit. I don't believe a word he said. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Sloppy. Just, uh. No. Uh, yeah, that was, I didn't hear those words since I said them, obviously, but uh, a lot of it's still true. Besides the fact that, obviously, Cork Christian is not done now, but um, yeah, that were, you know, there was no worries about anyone and there still isn't. Oh, absolutely. Sounds like almost prophetic words like to a certain degree, you know? And um, you, you'd ask me about the tag team stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I had no thoughts or like my one of my first matches in Phoenix was uh, I was teaming with Steve Savage we were damaged goods for one night only and uh, yeah I was just having singles matches here and there and then Sabres are the tag champs and they need an opponent so Billy Bedlam called upon Butch and Dino and that's all that we were given and we said what are we going to do here what are we going to do here what's this going to be we're not tag guys we don't really tag together or really work together uh, blah 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 and we just decided to come up with this gimmick where it would be, you know, if this match is the only match we have together, then it would be a good single thing to look at. You know what I mean? A one night stand. And then it just kind of had a mini little blow up from there. And we got to have so many fun matches like on the NXP shows with like Sahalians and fucking uh, Casanova Productions, you know, WWE Superstar Giordano. But, <laughs> but uh, so much fun. Like we got to really flex our creative muscles there. And that's, that's where I got a big realisation for me in the last few months that like the creative side of this business is kind of really important to me and respecting that and uh, trying to put something unique out there. Like, we got to do a really fun entrance on the show that I don't think anyone's ever going to get to see. It was Mr. Charlie's Multiverse of Madness. Awesome. So it was CBL. We'll get the raw footage of that. We uh, will obtain it eventually yeah, through yeah, Hooker yeah. Crook. Uh, it was it was CBN and One I Stand versus Klong Billy Bedlam oh, I was there. versus yeah, you yeah, versus yourself yeah. and Sam and Klong and uh, I didn't put you over we we yes we fucking did. we won that one did you pin me no I'm not pinning you you prick <laughs> I, I you. took the fucking pin what was it no, Sam took the pin no I took it Sam took the pin I took it Sam I took a fucking uh, I took a frog splash off you I took the pin. Yeah, you did pin me. You have to get the footage. You have to get the footage. <laughs> I booked it, bro. But like, we, yeah, we we got to do a fucking. We came up out with the bar for that entrance, like, and got the whole crowd oh, singing that was and class, yeah. throwing t-shirts around everyone. It was just so much fun. Like, you know what I mean? It really put the, the boys are back. Oh, the, the boys, boys are back. Man, so the boys are back. And the boys could be back again someday, but uh, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. We will dance again. Yeah, that was lovely. To, like, I know you're sitting next to me, but like, I do remember that day we went for a coffee. Not to, to happen, I don't know, like, but. Um, You've often 
had a chat with me as well when I needed to have, like, I know I might be a little bit older now and everything, but don't underestimate friendship as well from the other yeah. side of it. I mean, you were... You the, were age, the age thing is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. We have so many links. Absolutely, you get yeah. into that. Like we were only up in our old school today. Exactly, we were in the same, same school. Place. Like um, twenty or twenty five years different apart, but that's not the point. But the same school was at the wall. You know what I mean? The same. Yeah, exactly. People. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When my buddy passed away, you were you were you know you were you um you know you sent me some good messages and we we had some chats. So I mean, it, it it you know we were you know it's great to fucking it's great to be there with you and all that kind of stuff so look besides I'm getting emotional now anyway play Justy play Justy okay we are going to get to Justy so uh, we talk about uh, all the champions we can of course talk uh, without the the once and forever now uh, Phoenix champion two time two time uh, the undisputed Phoenix champion uh, of the universe Uh, let's hear from Justy right Um, so I would say that obviously the big one for me is is winning the Phoenix Championship. That's the big memory uh, because it was recent, and I have a, I have a very bad memory thanks to CTE. Um, but also, it was just an amazing uh, night for me. Uh, I don't know if I if everybody knows this, but I'd almost given up on wrestling uh, just before um, coming back to do these Phoenix shows. And yeah, I, I wasn't all that motivated after um after the pandemic and all that went on during the pandemic. And yeah, so that was it was a weird it was a weird night, but it was the big memory for me. I remember being out there with uh three guys that I thought um the crowd were probably gonna be more interested in than me. LJ being the big heel down there, um people hated him. Uh, Reardon being the you know the the Phoenix's own um, new up and comer everybody loved wanted to see do well and of course the hometown hero in Limerick Steve Savage that everybody was really rooting for and then just old uh, old Justifer here kind of coming out wondering what what he is <laughs> still kind of not really knowing what what was going to be my direction but really knowing that um yeah all, all I did know was that I was I was going to be champion and I was sure of it so um my 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 big feeling during that match was relief more than anything I remember just feeling just relieved when uh, the guys went out there did their thing LJ was announced the crowd went crazy uh, Reardon was announced. Crowd went crazy. Um, Steve Savage, crowd went fucking apeshit. And then me, uh, and I could kind of tell, like I was looking out, and the, the audience didn't really want, know what to do with me. And I remember just taking that big inhale just to scream my name because, in essence, I am just a big Pokemon. And uh, I, as I was taking that deep breath in, I just seen the whole audience taking that breath in with me. I can nearly feel my wind getting sucked out by the audience. And as I shouted Justy, the whole place just screamed it back at me. And I said, maybe, just maybe, this won't be so bad. And then, obviously, when I got the three count during that match, which, by the way, is one of my favourite matches. Um, yeah, that was amazing to, uh, to to hear that pop and to uh, to just have the crowd appreciate me. Um just brilliant feeling, really. And obviously, um, 
there's there's a whole lot of other memories that will probably come flooding back to me while I'm I, I'm saying stuff. Uh, a big deal for me was the the Reardon match actually as well. Um, I thought we did really well with the match that was there. Um, just feeling afterwards, like you know, like I'm I'm kind of rickety. I'm 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 beaten up now at this point. Um, you know, I've got six vertebrae in my neck. <laughs> Every Every joint in my body is is creaking at some stage. Um, I've got like uh, three vertebrae that are fused together on the bottom of my back. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm beaten up, and I was kind of second guessing myself during this run to see if I could have main event um, caliber matches, and I really think that that match with Reardon was. Um, yeah, kind of it. It made me feel real good about where I was and 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 how my wrestling was going, and, and that we could actually bring the audience on an emotional ride like that for a main event match. So I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, yeah. Also, uh, in in the bank of of uh, memories that I'm <laughs> fond of, there's the the shows in the in the training facility. Um, <laughs> Or just uh, they were kind of batshit crazy because uh, it was a smaller, more intimate audience. I, I knew they weren't being filmed, so we could kind of get away with a lot more, um, a lot more kind of acting the bollocks down there. And hey, yeah, I suppose what some people will probably remember is the infamous night. I don't know how PG this uh, <laughs> this podcast yours is going to be, but there was the night of the fuck machine. And that was just a crazy kind of happenstance of uh, myself, Phil Boyd, and Danny Butler. There was probably some more people involved, and uh, but they were the the, the main main culprits. Uh, before the show, were just messing around. Um, I, I don't know where I came from, but the fuck machine kind of was born. Uh, just saying some awful things, just some some definitely politically incorrect. And uh, like just uh, sexually perverse things, um, in in the kind of a guise of a character called the fuck machine, and the guys uh, were, were kind of they, they bet with me that I I I wouldn't do the the, the fuck machine out there, and I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna. I was fighting Luther Valentine at the time, who is always fun to work with as well, and. Uh, it was, I just, during the match, I just kind of looked over and Danny Butler and Phil were coaxing me on and even in the ring, Luther was kind of giving me the nod and I just turned into the fuck machine down there. And yeah, that was a, that was a fun night. I said some woeful things and I think someone might have uh, the promo there somewhere, but I really hope it doesn't get out into the... Uh, in, into the open because yeah I, I have no idea what I said I just let the just let the fuck machine speak through me but that was another uh, just just fun fun night yeah and overall my, my memories down there have always been just uh, just positive for the most part um, I, just uh, being there early with um, with Luke and with Billy just discussing what their goals were 
um, and what they wanted from Phoenix. And you could kind of tell they were exacerbated from where they'd come from with CCW and how they really wanted to turn the scene around down there. They wanted to do good for for uh, for the people that were training down there, for themselves as well, because uh, I, I know uh, Billy kind of considered it that he he really wanted to give it a go, like the 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 wrestling, even the promoting side of things. He wanted to give it a go because, um, you know, he he kind of felt stifled and trapped in CCW and given given free reign and his own kind of promo- promotion. I think he really excelled and kind of blossomed, um, as as a promoter and. Uh, and the man to take charge of things and you can kind of see like the, the difference between uh ccw and phoenix was night and day like the professionalism aspect of it uh the the kind of the hungriness and eagerness to to do well and to learn and to be better um and that was what i was why i was happy to get on board and why i was happy to help out down there and and, and give as much advice as you know my limited advice that i could give and um, but i was very happy um because me and me and Billy didn't actually have much uh, dealings with one another beforehand. I know me and Luke got on well because we, like you know, he's very extroverted anyway. So he would have uh, come and had a chat with me and spoke to me about how uh, he was involved in NWA back in the day, and we got chatting and we we were very like minded, and we both love uh, comedy and uh, kind of acting and and uh, the. The silly side of pro pro wrestling, like and with Billy, I, I never really had much dealings with down in CCW because I kind of I came in big dick swinging down in CCW kind of, uh, and I felt like maybe guys didn't really like me or you know so I was a bit standoffish and I know some of those guys might have been a bit standoffish but I remember my first meeting with uh, with Billy was um, he was backstage after I think dislocating his knee and um, doing himself a, a mischief big time. And he was struggling getting his uh, his wrestling gear off. So me, a complete stranger, uh, just went up and helped him uh, undress. And uh, I could kind of tell at that stage that he was, you know, not just pissed off with his knee. He was pissed off with the, the way things were. No one was looking after him. And you can kind of see that he was already kind of, you know, looking for something else to, to come out of out of wrestling. He was looking for more and... Yeah, it was it was a, a funny one. That's how we kind of bonded bonded over me undressing uh, Billy Bedlam, and yeah, like the the rest is kind of history. But you can kind of tell um, from these extensive voice messages that has probably taken up all your podcast that I had a, a big time affinity for Phoenix, and I'm very sad to see it go. But I'm very I'm very glad to know it, it had happened, and I pe- played my part, and and I was a proud champion of the promotion. Is there anyone that was more a deserving champion for Phoenix than Justy? It feels like he kind of brought every positive thing he could to the table for not just uh, yourself, Bedlam, but the, the wrestlers here as well. We, we earmarked Justy, as I said earlier, early to be our champion, right? For a number of different reasons. Um, his creativity, his... Um, influence in a positive way in the locker room and whatnot his stance as a, a real legitimate old school Irish wrestler but his his uh, the way he gave us a chance when we were like 
when he gave us a chance when we were setting up a promotion myself and Luke and as he said like he had no relationship with Luke two of them were fucking like the Chuckle Brothers like back in CCW because they get on great whereas yeah he, the first time we really spoke was when he was taking off my pants mm. uh, I was after getting I broke my hip actually uh, in the ring when it was an accident in, in Limerick and um, I had no medical I get much medical attention or whatnot, and Justy helped me out uh, Bruiser as well to be fair at the start gave me ice and a Jemison um, I asked for the Bruiser was the medic there towards the end I asked for the Jemison um, but yeah no, no we, we got on very well um, myself and Justy and um yeah, that's like he was a catalyst for for the company. He, everything everything revolved around him to a certain degree, and I, I was delighted to be able to put the belt on him. Um, listening to listening to listening to some the message at the start there during COVID, and for there was a lot of other a lot of different things going on in Irish wrestling during COVID, right? Um, speaking out and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of people had low energy, and, and I really felt that um, listening to the Justy there and, and at when we were doing and I'll be honest with you and a lot of people might know this um, but this is a, this is a, a platform where I'm going to be honest about it um, w- when um, we were going to do the show lock stock and two things apart we were going to crown a new champion at that point um, I don't think Justy was was in a place where he was going to be wrestling and there was a, a lot of other people was in the same position and I was right or wrong I was adamant that I wanted to fucking put the belt on someone and it was actually Terry Thatcher who I was going to put the belt on that, at that time. And um, Dublin went into lockdown. We couldn't get any dubs, so we decided to have a tournament instead. And then the belt remained vacant. Um, fast forward another six, seven months. Uh, I happened to be going, I got it. Uh, we were both booked in Titanic. I picked Justy up um, and we drove, to, we, we spent the day together. Um, and on the way back, we were mentioning, you know, we were we were just discussing that he was like Phil and he PP and J. They won the belt. I'm looking at the tag team belt right up there. PP and J had won that that day, and he was just telling me how enthusiastic he was about wrestling again, and Phil had really got him into it again. He was having fun, and I realized on that trip on the way home, with just the two of us in the car, how much that meant to him, and how much not him not winning the Phoenix belt had maybe affected him. And I was genuinely regretful that in in that regard, and I was delighted that when we like he I didn't he 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 was already I I said like to him we'd show come up and he was welcome at any time blah blah blah, um, I was delighted to be able to put the belt on him, and I'm delighted the fact that he remained champion in the end, mm. um he's a great guy, he was one of the one of the one of the wrestlers who actually offered not to be paid at the start when we were setting it up until we just could we draw or not you know what I mean so he had nothing to give only himself and he gave it every fucking time he got into the ropes and genuinely out of all of this wrestling crack in the last eight years I'm possibly genuinely more proud of the the, the fact that I was able to maybe call Justy a friend than, than anybody to be fair because I looked up to him in such a in such high regard he was so uh, ben, he was so selfless with his time with us and myself and Luke and everybody he he came down for doing seminars on, on, a, on a lot of times and he's he helped out everybody and he made the product better and that's it I'm, I'm delighted that he's going to be the forever Phoenix champion yeah, I think I, like, I genuinely couldn't find someone more deserving like every every person he interacts with has a, a very positive justice story he, he literally raised all spirits anyone needed advice on a show day he was always there for him I mean I can't 
I come to come, every message I got, it feels like the, the one of their best moments. James Nation wrote in here, a famous Phoenix moments was when Justy won the Phoenix World Championship. Sure. Uh, James was there, that's right. James, James was there. Sure. Uh, it was a good four-way match and a great moment for Justy. Justy, first world champion, so deserved. I mean, he's saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. And Hubern yeah. said the exact same thing. Um, I mean, it feels that like... That was a feel-good moment for everyone for even everyone. backstage because it was like, yeah. that was his first world title, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was even a shock to me to hear that leading up to it yeah. that it would be his first. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It really so did. Deserved, like, him as champion, it did just feel like the run of his life. Like it was, yeah. He yeah. kept turning it up to a level where oh, it, was yeah. like, yeah. it was unbelievable yeah. to see him do it, you know? Yeah, he had a banger against um, he had, the next oh man a banger and he yeah. would have had a banger as well against Karen Noir as well it was yeah. that's what another regret um, like Steve had a good match against Cara but mm-hmm. Justy would have had a completely different match mm-hmm. it would have been because Justy was still at was was, was at peak in, 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 in my year, opinion yeah. you know and um, it's just pretty we couldn't get that one but sure again health, like, health issues getting away from time to time yeah, but look yeah. um, there's no regrets in regard to, to that uh, delighted that we were able to put the belt on him he had a great run yeah. oh he had an interim Champion, which is another moment a lot of people mentioned Steve become the interim champion. But that was a that was a nice moment for a couple of reasons. I mean, it was a nice moment when I rang Steve and told him that I was putting the belt on him. Um, you know, I can tell how much he want how, how his passion for wrestling. I tell him how much he wants it. Um, and you know, it was a great moment for him. A know? lot of us were in the back of the room at the keynote, like watching that from behind the fucking counter when it was happening. Mm. And it was only like a week or a couple of days before that that match was announced, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was close, it, very it, close it was, to it anyway. So we hadn't a clue how it was, it was Thursday. Go. I mean, because Justy, we kind of knew Justy would mightn't make it. Justy gave me the heads up maybe Tuesday, yeah. or Wednesday. But in any case, like we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. But like when it ended, and Steve won. We were like, oh fuck yeah, you know what I mean? Because the last yeah. kind of year, and we were moved up to Limerick. Uh, you know, Steve was helping out, helping us all a lot. Like, and he's mm-hmm. passionate about this, you know. Yeah. He is, yeah, and look, I mean, it is what it is. But there's, there'll be, there'll be. Um, I think wrestling in total, all over Ireland, is in good hands. It is, yeah. it is indeed, yeah. Yeah, there's not a boom coming. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, speaking of, I mean, you know, that's. I mean, we could stay here all day talking about. Uh, Phoenix, How many parts Phoenix. is this podcast going to be, Tom? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say we could do probably a whole other hour on the fuck machine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Those, those shows, actually, I forgot those to Those are some of the crazy Those shows, shows because that started off, right? That whole concept started off was, it was we, we did a show for Raven Creed's 21st, <laughs> just for a laugh. And it was such a fucking good crack. I mean, we, it was only 60 people inside in the fucking shed. Yeah. But we had such a laugh, like, and... Yeah. Uh, there's one more bombshell I'm going to... Bo- oh, okay. This is a bombshell. Oh, what? This is... I've never admitted this to anybody. Here we go. You, 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 you're sitting on... This might be a shock yeah. to you. Okay. Are you ready? I am the Skull Collector. What? Oh, no. Fuck. That's not... Bollocks. That's impossible. I don't... But you were in the same room as the Skull Collector. Magic. Oh, Yeah. I'm sorry, we're not, I'm not editing, so I'll have to edit out all that silence where I just have to pick my fucking jaw up off the floor, sorry. Jesus. You slay! He's the oh, oh skull collector! collector! Oh my god. You slay! Uh, Phil Pot, you slay! Dino Power is <laughs> on the skull collector! Oh my god. Oh my god. Billy, get back in here. Jesus Christ. Well, what happened? Yeah. Jesus, this is the skull collector was just. You'll never believe who showed up when you left, Billy. Well, what? I was just in the bathroom there, real quick. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I dare not say his name. See, see, you listening at home, I bet you're glad you stuck around for part nine of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But look, let's uh, let's finish it because of course like, there was uh, you know again we, all these were recorded before uh, the kind of future was was clear. Bedlam, what's um, 
What's your mindset going into to Rebel Championship Wrestling? Rebel County Wrestling, sorry. RC Dub. RC Dub. What, are, what are you, have you learned? What are your lessons? What, uh, what can they expect for people who are, are ready for the next phase of power wrestling? I'm not ready to stop working with people like yourself, Tom, sure. and people like you, Dino, okay. and all of the people in the Cork wrestling scene, Sam DeShant, Mr. Charlie, Ravencreed, Anita Vaughan, Butch Armstrong, of course, um, Marion Armstrong. I'm not ready to, to, to stop enjoying myself. And as, as Justy alluded to, um, I wa- always wanted to throw my hand at promoting, and I think I did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have one last match, because I have my own uh, health things that I need to take care of, but I am forty three. I am delighted to be having able. I'm delighted to be still able to wrestle at forty three. I've had eight years. I didn't start wrestling until I was thirty five. This is just me from my own personal ambition. I'm gonna have one more match. I don't know what my opponent's gonna be yet, but you know I'm gonna have a banger of a match, and just, and then I just it'll just be. I'm delighted that, that that I'll be stepping into a general manager role. I'm gonna be the G- general manager of RCW. Um, and I'm going to have you're going to see a lot. You're going to see a lot more of a co-arted effort from the Cork wrestling scene to to really drive on. And uh, we're going to have we're, we're we're kicking off with a Grand Prix. We have a family show and uh, we have uh, another show. What I mean by Grand Prix is we're going to have our first ever RCW Grand Prix champion in the main event that evening. So we're going to have an eight-person tournament. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of Cork. It's going to be a lot of Cork for Cork by Cork. The fans are going to love it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've no doubt in my mind. Skyler said that the best. He's like, there's nothing Cork people love more than Cork. Oh, I tell you. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. So expect yeah. Cork. Exactly, yeah. Cork. And um, we'll I, obviously, we still have, we still, um, I mean, we still have match, we still have, um, we have a whole new announced team. We have, uh, Tom, don't worry, your job. I know, it's just like a, yeah, yeah, breaking yeah, news. Yeah. You're no, 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 you're okay, you're, you're okay, you're okay. <laughs> From a commentary team, we have a commentary team, we have a brand new backstage announcer. Exciting, brand new canvas. We're going to, we have, it's going to be different. It's, it's a different, like, okay, it, it, it's, it's, it's same old brand new stuff. It's it, like Phoenix as an entity is gone. Um, RCW has replaced it. And let's see how it goes. Let's get, let's get on the roller coaster again, you know? Excited. Absolutely. Well, I mean, guys, that's, that's a positive note to end it on, but it sounds like even though you know Phoenix is going to an end, like hopefully these messages have, have put into both your guys and anyone That's listening. I'm I'm you sure know? if RCW wasn't the plan, though, if you were just after hearing all this, like something might be kicking up. Oh yeah. Head. I do. I yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> First of all, I'd be probably a lot more upset than I am, even though some yeah. of that was lovely to hear, but it's a bit, it is emotional. Mm. Second of all, if if I hadn't pulled the trigger on RCW by by the time tomorrow morning would arise. Mm-hmm. It would have yeah. been. It would have been. It would have been stirring it up, like because I recorded this earlier. I could have fucking been taking all the credit. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. But, but listen, like, what's the date right now? What's the number on? They were on fifth of October. We're almost exactly a month away from the fifth of November, where RCW yeah. was going to be in the Kino. In the Kino, lads, we thought it was done. You thought yeah. it wasn't going to come back, but you can't keep a good thing down. It's the Ooh. Kino. I'm like Mr. Burns. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, with one of those uncharacteristic changes. It's going to be excellent. <laughs> we are not going to fuck you, gently in November. I tell you that much. <laughs> uh, Tickets are on sale for that now. If they're not sold out by the time this gets out, either way, be sure to be there November 5th for uh, uh, Rebel County Wrestling. I'm still nearly saying. Oh, shit. Yeah, Here we, we go, go again. Here we go again. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent in a message. I very much appreciate it. Thank you to the guys for, I say, for being here. Thank you for Did letting me know. Butch Armstrong's a slut. Butch is, a, is very, very slutty. He would have, I'm sure, um, like, Butch, um, the, the original. Uh, 
but Butch, we were trying to get our schedules to match, so Butch had been here as well with us, yeah. uh, and we would have one night stand on Bedlam for one night. But uh, um, I hope you're, I hope you're, um, I hope you're, you get to listen to this Butch, and we love you very much. I love you, slot. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to welcoming you back to the Insiders Hot Tub. Did I mention that I'm still one half of the Titanic Tag Team Champions of the World? I don't think it is. Woo, baby! (laughs) Well, guys, uh, we were Phoenix, but we will be Rebel County Wrestling. Check back real soon. RC Dub. RC Dub. RC Dub. RC Dub. RC Dub. just like that we were at the end of this little look back at phoenix wrestling and now we all look to the future of cork wrestling with rebel county wrestling rc dub very limited standing tickets are available as of this recording if you haven't grabbed them yet which i implore you to grab if you haven't Uh, i want to thank everyone who contributed with their messages all across the board wrestlers fans every single person Uh, i really do appreciate it thank you if you tuned in every week or spoke very positively or shared your thoughts on social media um thanks to mr charlie for not sending a message what the fuck what? Hi boys and girls, it's me, Mr. Charlie. Hi Tom, that's right, Mr. Charlie has your number. But don't worry, I'm just leaving you this message to thank you for recording this very special episode looking back at Phoenix Wrestling. I just want to give a very special thank you to all the boys and girls who have atti- who have attended Phoenix Wrestling shows all over the years. Mr. Charlie had such had so much fun, had so much fun with all of you, whether you were chanting Mr. Charlie's name singing along with Mr. Charlie or especially playing What's in the Box? We had so much fun boys and girls and you will never know how much it meant to Mr. Charlie to, 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 to experience all of that with you. But now unfortunately Mr. Charlie has to go away for a little bit. Unfortunately they, they found me boys and girls. But don't worry, I have a feeling you, you might be seeing Mr. Charlie and all of your, your favourite Phoenix Wrestling stars so until then boys and girls all i can say is thank you and bye bye for now well this this was a mistake uh not 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 the podcast well the podcast to everything actually that led to this point uh i regret if it led to that message um sorry let's keep it on track um rebel county wrestling if you want the latest updates on their shows follow them on social media if you want to help me out uh Call it guards, get help. Um, or, you know, check me out on YouTube, like and subscribe. Uh, Pop Cult Pod on YouTube would really help me out. Uh, you know, positive rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, I've actually got some stuff I got to take care of now. I change my address, maybe my name, appearance, locks, at the very least. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. I'll, I'll see you later, maybe. Like the devil.